All right, Jordan, uh, it's the same question that I ask everybody at the start of this, but then, then we get into the fun, then it's unscripted. But what's your franchise story? How, how do you even fall into franchising? Because nobody ever thought of being in franchising. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so when I, I started the business back in 2011, and we always wanted to make this bigger than just a, a single location, you know, we never set out to have just one gym. So you know, naturally the, the two paths are open a bunch of company owned stores or franchise it. Um, I know a lot of people within the franchising industry, so it just kind of naturally fell into that. Um, I was going to open a couple of company owned stores before we started franchising, but we worked with some consultants who basically said, look, it's a good model. It's a good prototype. Um, you know, we think you should go for it. So ultimately just wound up taking the plunge in 2016 and here we are. How many locations do you guys have now? We have 24 open or under construction. And how many of those, how many different franchise owners on the 24? Uh, most of our franchise owners are single unit owners. So we're now starting to get into the multi-unit phase. Um, so we've got people that are, uh, are in site selection for their second units. Um, but most of our franchise owners are single unit owners at this stage. Okay. Uh, I think the most important question, were you named after Michael Jordan? Is that why this all comes to fruition? I wasn't. I wasn't. But a similar time frame in terms of when I was born and what Michael Jordan was coming around. So I can claim that, but it's not true. Love it. All right. So give, give me the background on the business. Like, how do you even go from not owning one gym to getting first gym open and seeing the pathway to even get in, into the category? Yeah. Um, so I, I had this idea, you know, probably starting back in 2001 as I was uh, leaving high school where, you know, I always played pickup basketball. Um, but, you know, you, you, you face similar um, frustrations where you go, you show up at a gym, it's unorganized. It takes forever to get on the court. Uh, it's intimidating for a lot of people. So I always said, if I had a gym, um, I would have two referees on the basketball court and somebody organizing the games. So that was just the, the spark of the idea. And then the years went on. I mean, it was 10 years before I actually started the business when that idea was going. But, you know, as I moved around the country from Baltimore to Colorado, San Diego, L.A., kept playing pickup basketball at, you know, different gyms and community centers and parks. And, you know, eventually it was like, this is a good idea. Um, so I'm a, I'm a fire, fire, aim type of individual. So I quit my job in October 2011 and just set out to do this. Uh, rented a warehouse, took about six months to find a landlord willing to, to do business with us. I had no background, really no money, uh, but we found a warehouse just outside of LA. Uh, didn't have really any money to outfit it, but we were able to lay down a single full court. There was no air conditioning, no heating, really didn't have any fitness equipment, didn't have wall pads, uh, but we had the idea and we had a building and we had a basketball court uh, and we were able to start the business in that fashion. And Certainly wasn't, you know, off to the races right away. We had a big grand opening weekend. And after that grand opening, we had two members. Um, one of them was my friend's dad. Um, so, and he wound up canceling about two weeks later. So, you know, certainly a, a rough start, but, you know, the idea took hold and people started to realize, uh, you know, this is a good place to hope. And uh, it grew from there. So I'm sure your your friend's dad, I mean, sh shame on him. Who cancels their membership? I get playing one-on-one -on -one might be tough if there's only two of them but well he never showed up and i don't <laughs> think he understood that it was a membership i think he just thought it was kind of a first day you get like a month of access or something like that so 
once he realized he was going to be billed again for his second month, he, uh, he wasn't having it. <laughs> how does, so how does the pricing structure work for, for a member? Yeah. So, um, you know, we split, you can see on our website that you guys have up, we, we split our business really into two verticals. So you got our youth vertical and our adult vertical. Uh, so for the adults, you know, that's what we started out with. When we first started, it was just um, pick up basketball with referees for adults, no youth services at all. Um, and that's pretty much what we offer the adults. Now we've got full weight rooms um, and cardio uh, cardio equipment. So people can come in and lift weights and, you know, participate in regular gym activities at all of our gyms. Um, and then for the adults, it's pick up basketball with referees, meaning they can show up, play whenever they want, play as long as they want, play as frequently as they want, you know, once a week or seven days a week, they can play for an hour or four hours. Uh, but it's a lot more structured. It's the original idea. There's refs on the court and there's somebody organizing the games. So that's the adults, um, you know, membership price points for adults, usually around $50 a month, depending on the market. Um, so, you know, competitive with, uh, with other options out there. Um, for the youth, um, it's, uh, it's more training and youth development. So we do one-on-one -on -one training. We do skills clinics. Uh, we do group training. We do youth development leagues. Um, so those are our, you know, it's a simplified menu and we do a few things and, you know, we, we do them very well. Have the professional athletes found their way into your gyms? They have. So, um, you know, it, it's really for everyone. It sounds cliche, but, um, you know, it's, it's not uncommon to have NBA players, uh, you know, participating in the games or training in the off season at our gyms. Um, got a franchise owner who's an NBA player. Um, so yeah, we've got that. We've got people who have, you know, never really dribbled the basketball and, you know, that's kind of the, the genesis of the company. It just really, you know, if, if you like basketball, you're, you're welcome here and, you know, you'll good, have good, clean, competitive runs, uh, for adults and, you know, for youth, uh, you know, we've got different tiers of youth, some that are, you know, really good and looking to take their game to the next level. Uh, others who are just, just starting to learn how to play basketball and, you know, just wanting to be proficient and have fun at it. If you were to look backwards from this moment back, I mean, you've been doing this for a while. Has it gone the way that you expected? Did you expect faster expansion? Is like, is it good? Like, what, what's your sentiment right now? That's a good question. I mean, I think I often remind myself to, you know, stop and smell the roses a little bit because I think, you know, you, you get on the treadmill and you're just kind of, uh, you know, have blinders on. And, you know, sometimes it is helpful to realize how far we've come. Because uh, it's easy to see, you know, the the problems that exist. And, you know, there's always problems with expanding a business and challenges and, you know, things that we have to overcome. But, you know, I think if I had a crystal ball 11 years ago when we started and you told me we'd be at this point where we've expanded nationally and we've got gyms across the country and, you know, a really, a really reputable brand. I mean, that that's a dream come true. Uh, so, you know, that's part of it. And then the other part is we have a long way to go. Uh, you know, we're still figuring things out. We've got a lot of expansion left to go. Uh, we feel like we have a lot more upward mobility in terms of the services that we can offer and the guest experience. So, uh, but that's the fun part. That's what, uh, what keeps us going every day. Love it. What's, uh, what's the cost to get in? Uh, ballpark between a half a million and a million dollars. Uh, so that includes franchise fee, all of your development costs to get you to day one in business and then working capital as well. So it really depends on how big you want to go. We have clubs as small as 10,000 square feet uh, and clubs over 30,000 square feet. 
so it's really kind of the footprint that the franchise owner wants to uh, wants to go with. The nice thing with our model is it's really the same model no matter what. Yeah. Uh, no matter what size of facility you have, you can just service more people with a bigger facility. So that's that's the main driver and how much the the investment is ultimately. Well, I imagine you like, a little bit different than some of the mainstream gyms. You don't have to go in top tier real estate because people are willing to. It could be a back lot. I'll still play pickup pickup ball, especially with the structure that you've put around it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So. You know, our, our original location was in a warehouse, very industrial, a nice building, uh, you know, not run down. It was actually at the time we leased it, it was only a couple of years old, um, but in a very industrial area. I mean, no foot traffic, no drive by traffic. Um, so, you know, we've we've followed that model with some of our clubs where it's in more light industrial areas. And then some of our clubs are, are very retail. Um, like, you know, we, we were co-tenants with a planet fitness. Uh, it, it was an old Albertsons in the DFW market. Uh, so that's very retail. We've got a club in just outside of Denver. That's in the same complex as a bowling alley and a movie theater and a bunch of restaurants. So, um, you know, it fits both bills. Uh, but like you say, you know, people are going to show up for basketball on the youth and the adult side. So it's certainly not a requirement for us to have, you know, main and main type of uh, type of location. So what's uh, what's the vision for, say, the next year? Where do you want to where do you want to get to? Yeah, that's a good question. Our, our primary focus. I mean, we we're oversubscribed, for lack of a better term, on the the demand for franchises. Last month, we got eleven hundred plus inquiries to franchise with us. So that side of the business is really, it's, it's almost automatic. And, you know, we're, we're fortunate. We get a lot of inquiries, meaning we can be very selective with the franchise owners we choose. Um, so our focus and most of our resources currently are going towards um, the unit economics. Uh, so we really want to make sure that, you know, every club owner isn't just, you know, making a decent return. We want solid returns for every single store. Um, and if that means expanding a little bit slower, but the unit economics are more favorable, we're all for that. So much of our focus is going towards that. We've invested a lot into our training. Um, so we've got seven week training curriculum that occurs every quarter. That's for new franchisees, but we also encourage existing franchisees and their staff to attend that training. Uh, we've been very encouraged by the attendance at that. So that seems to be helping a lot um, with, uh, you know, a full adoption of the model and just making sure that the guest experience at all Pickup USAs is, is dialed in. Um, so, you know, that's really our, our focus, you, you said, for the next 12 months. I think for at least the next 12 months, that's what we're heavily focused on. And again, we're in a fortunate position where the expansion side of the business in terms of opening new units is, is relatively automatic. Yeah. Are you making uh, earnings claim in Edward 19? Uh, no, not really. I mean, we followed the, 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 the counsel of our lawyers in terms of what to put in there, but we've got a healthy amount of metrics that go into there in terms of uh, allowing prospective franchise owners to build out a pro forma. So during our discovery process, when we send the disclosure document, we actually have a, a two hour call with them where we walk them through the FDD. We walk them through all the metrics within item 19, which shows, you know, average membership signups, average rent rate. Um, and then we give them an accompanying pro forma worksheet so they can really build out the model line by line. 
Um, so, you know, that's how we present it to them, really just full transparency. Here's the model. Here's what you can do with it. Here's the rent rates we see on average. Here's average payroll. Um, and, you know, make sure they can make an informed decision about what they're getting into. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, it, when, when you start breaking down, why is a buyer going to buy into it? And frankly, again, with, with the lead volume that you have, it's not not a lack of interest. It then comes down to are you finding the qualified buyer that can scale with you and is looking at the at the business the right way? Um, but the two things that franchisees say that turn them off is is the same two things that push them over the edge, which is culture, which clearly the, the pure culture of pickup basketball is is competitive. Even even when I play every Sunday, when I go back to Chicago, I have not found my new group in Atlanta. Um, but I think about how I played. Like I still want to be better. I'm never. I'm 43 years old. I'm not going to be an NBA player, but I still think about how how many points did I score that day. So it's like, like the culture of competition is still high. And then it comes down to the next thing, which is the business model. What's the cost to get in? How much can I make? And can I build wealth for why I'm doing this, which tends to be family? Uh, what is the legacy that I'm building off of off of this business? And so if you're cross applying some of those those viewpoints back to your business, which it seems like you are, then it's setting up a pretty good structure. Then it then it turns into awareness of the opportunity and markets that you're not in because uh, it, it, it is a really, it's, it's a cool business model. It's something that like things that people can get passionate about. If you, if you have any affinity for basketball, uh, it's very easy to understand like, all right, this would be kind of cool to have this, uh, in my community. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we get franchise owners that, um, you know, really see all sides of it. So some are really focused, you know, they've got a similar story to you where they're, you know, 43 years old, they still play pickup frequently. Um, you know, they see a lack of places to play in their area. So they really want to bring it here. Uh, you've got others that, you know, they, they're driving their kids around to, you know, basketball camps and AAU circuits. Um, and they just see, you know, lack of facilities and options for their kids. So they get in because of that reason. So, you know, everybody who we ultimately award a franchise to is bought into what we do. Like they're into this because they're like, wow, this is, this is an amazing idea. And a story we hear pretty frequently is I was thinking about doing this on my own. I started doing research and you guys popped up and it's like, well, you guys have the model figured out. Let's, let's expand together. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's really just, that's a given. Uh, and then, you know, you hit the nail on the head with the next one and it's the, the economics of the business, like the dollars have to make sense. Um, so we're very deliberate about that uh, with people in our discovery process, making sure that, yes, this is fun. It's a cool business. Um, you know, you're, you're going to enjoy going to work every day, but it is also a business. Uh, you have to build a team um, and you have to be focused on, you know, our five areas of the business, marketing, sales, guest experience, HR and finance. Um, you know, you have to have that put together for this to be you know, successful for you in your market. Love it. So. I would imagine when you added the children component to it, it was all to drive unit level economics because that that's an easy sell and nobody really can solve that unless, unless you're a, you know, a gym at the park district. It's not like the, the I nine sports can automatically start offering basketball. It's a little bit more complex because of availability of, of, of hoops. Was that, was that an I, uh, an aha moment where you're like, all right, if we add the youth side, 
that's going to increase the volumes that allow the franchisee, which probably they were passionate about the adult side on the, on the go, but we, we knew we could find additional revenues. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I would say I was personally blind to it. Um, you know, it, it did, it really opened my eyes once we started to realize how big of an opportunity it was. Cause for me, you know, I didn't really ever play organized basketball, so I didn't play, you know, AAU or, or high school basketball or anything like that. So I didn't really understand sort of the back end. I was the pickup basketball guy just my whole life. So I built the business based on that. And it took a couple of years for me to kind of come around to the fact of, you know, what uh, what the opportunity was. And we figured that out prior to franchising. So when we rolled out the franchise model, we had already, you know, incorporated the youth element to it. Um, but certainly it's a, it's a huge piece of what we do. On average, it's in our, our FDD item 19, but it's about a 50-50 split in terms of quantity of members, youth to adults at our clubs now. Um, but the youth members are bringing in much more per head. So, you know, uh, for our youth development league, typically $100, $150 per month. Plus the youth are the ones that are doing the one-on-one -on -one training and those packages are usually, usually $60, $70 per hour. So, um, you know, I, I was unfortunately blind to it for the couple of uh, first couple of years. But now that we've gotten into it, that's a huge driver of revenue for the stores. Camps too? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we try and build it around, um, you know, a central youth development league. So um, essentially kids that come in, they sign up, they're a part of this league. Um, and then the league gives you uh, at most clubs um, two practices per week. So they practice with their team and then they get a league game on the weekends. And we've got all the in-house referees and scoreboards and um, stats and all of that. And then what we do is we incorporate camps into that. So as a part of your eight week youth development league, um, you know, you're going to have two or three camps and we'll, you know, the NIL um, rules that have changed where now you can pay college athletes for their name, image and likeness. That's been huge for us. So we can bring in, um, you know, a, a D1 basketball player from UCLA, USC, whichever the local college is, um, and they'll conduct the camp. So it brings a lot of value to the families. Obviously, we have very good trainers that are with the kids, you know, throughout the whole league and their practices and their games and coaching them up. Um, but then we'll bring in these guest trainers and, you know, there's a lot of hype behind it. The kids love it. Parents love it. So, you know, certainly camps are a part of it. All right. So if, if I were you, if I bought your business tomorrow, um, I would put in an element that dropped from a company called Cameo. Have you ever, have you, not Cameo. Uh, not, not, now I use the wrong name. Cameo is the wrong one. It was called Thusio. Uh, okay. Have you ever seen Thusio? I don't think so. So Tiki Barber created this thing, and it started off as athlete or celebrity um, experiences. And so, I mean, anybody that plays pickup basketball uh, can probably point towards some sort of memory where something spectacular happened on the court, whether they launched the ball and hit a full court shot or they had an experience. I can tell you a time that I got dunked on by Corey Maggette, and then I can oh, tell you this. So what, what, uh, what Thuzio did, I paid 500 bucks, uh, and I brought Bill Wennington, who played for the Bulls, uh, played with Jordan, uh, brought him to Sunday pickup. And so I bring this seven-foot center, and I go, he's, he's on my team. And first of all, our pickup games usually take about 30 minutes. Uh, first game took an hour because everybody was so afraid to play with Bill Wennington. 
but it was such a memorable thing. That thing was probably 10 years ago and everybody still talks about it. So you start okay. adding that element in here that you bring some former NBA players or they can come play the pickup with other people. That element takes you to a whole new level because the buzz that comes off of that could be crazy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, send me that link. I'll uh, I'll look at that for sure. I love it. All right. Build so, the dream squad. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, Jordan, to someone that's a ghost, and again, you've already said it, lead generation is not the issue. You need, you need lead generation in the right markets, clearly. But let's say there's a ghost. They've watched it up to this point. What do you want them to know about the business to make them fill out that form and, and reach out? Yeah, I mean, I think we, we try and make people feel, you know, comfortable with the process. Certainly it's an interview process, but we look at it as, as a two-way interview. You know, they're interviewing us to see if this is where they want to put their money and we're interviewing them to see if it's a good fit. And, you know, we're big on fit. We want to take our time up front to make sure that everybody's aligned. That way, once a franchise agreement is signed, um, you know, we can we can go full speed ahead without questions or any type of doubt. So, you know, we're big on transparencies. We're going to tell people the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, you know, we're not going to, we don't look at it as selling franchises. Uh, we look at it as developing partnerships in these markets where we're expanding. And, you know, it probably sounds cliche, but, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of headache for everyone involved if it's just not a good fit um, as we start the, the, the relationship and they open their club. So, you know, I think as people are looking at the business online, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's intriguing. The first step is, you know, they download an e-brochure. There's no commitment to that. Uh, if they like what they see, then they fill out what we call a franchising form. It takes about 15 minutes to complete. And then we give a more comprehensive packet after that franchising form's uh, filled out. Uh, we've got three people on our development team, uh, Brianna, Grace, and Gary. So, you know, they're all there really just trying to educate people on what we do and what this franchise opportunity is and make sure the individual is going to have long-term success with us. I love it. I love the approach. I, I love the category. I mean, if, if I, I would, I'd be an awful franchisee. Let me be clear. I'm more of an entrepreneur and you don't want me saying all the things that are wrong in a system. But <laughs> if I were going to pick something that I would be really interested in from a passion standpoint, this is it. I love what you put together. I think you're, you're going down the right path. And frankly, I can also see, uh, there's the, the depth of businesses that will eventually be your buyer someday because you're, you fit in, you fill, up, you fill a gap in fitness or wellness or health uh, that a lot of people can't close other than park districts that have the big real estate. So love what you're doing. Keep it up. Look forward to seeing where the story goes. But thanks for doing this. I uh, really appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate you having us on, Nick. Look forward to doing it again in the future. Another episode of Meet the Zor. Take care.